Well, let's get to it. I know this guy's got plenty to say on what happened with the college football playoff. He is Tim Brando of Fox Sports, joining us on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Before we dive into it with Tim Brando, uh, please take a moment out. Leave us a rating, review, subscribe to the podcast. It's Christmas, and we've got a free Heartland College Sports koozie for you if you leave me a rating and a review on this show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then you send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. That's how you get your free Heartland College Sports koozie In the mail, it's my way of saying thank you because these ratings and reviews, you probably think they mean nothing, but they they do tremendously help. So thank you for that, guys. And uh, Tim, we saw the college football playoff rankings come out on Sunday. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame. What were your initial thoughts as you saw this top four get rolled out? Didn't have to see it. I was flying home from Vegas from the Mountain West Championship and um, I actually uh, tweeted out what it would be before they announced it and um you know highly predictable <laughs> you know yeah. i mean uh you know it's it's um and, and by the way i'm not saying college football i'm not using those words anymore it's just the p5 invitational it's not um it's not a playoff not when 40 percent of the sport doesn't get to participate or even have access and um even those that have access have limited access i think that's clear mm-hmm. um Far be it for me to to defend uh, Texas A and M, but because I think Cincinnati is the one that was wronged uh, even more so. Um, all of the the group of five teams are really really thrown under the bus, like thrown under the bus twice, and then the bus backs up over the top of them again. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of uh, thrown under the bus. But I mean, Texas A and M is. Um, is certainly, you know, uh, they've got a right to be pissed off too. Um, you know, Notre Dame, uh, <laughs> Notre Dame can be there because Notre Dame made a smart choice off the field and the ACC made a very wise choice off the field to get them. That was probably the move of the year uh, in college football. It helped preserve uh, not just um, uh, the ACC, but also Notre Dame. I mean, that was, <laughs> They could put on a pathetic performance like that and still not have to worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio State gets in because of their brand, because of who they are. Uh, and and uh, there's no way that uh, Gary Barta can stand there before anybody and not be lying through his teeth when he is answering questions thrown at him by Reese Davis that even Reese Davis knows he's not going to get an answer to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those poor guys on the set uh, now, I think – probably that are up there with him are saying, well, you know, what are we going to say without our bat phone ringing and uh, being told to, to sit down, stand down, don't say anything. I mean, this thing is just a calamity uh, and it is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I think for everyone involved in college football and uh, I will continue to call them out, call say what I see. Uh, as long as we have this decrepit, uh, corrupted system in place. You know, uh, it's, it's just horrific what mm-hmm. is taking place to a sport we all love. And, um, no one can talk me down off of my, uh, uh off of my, um, my pulpit here. Uh, I'm going to keep pounding the bully pulpit on this until change is, is in effect. And, and it's got to come soon. Absolutely has to come soon. Or if it doesn't come soon, 
college football is going to be a forgotten entity in this country. Tim Brando, Fox Sports. Uh, Tim, what do you do? Because I think you appreciate uh, more than most the value of the regular season in college football that I believe to be the best regular season in any sport in this country. So what do you do to this system to preserve the immediacy of having games every week throughout the entire season that can make or break your season while also realizing that this current format just does not work? Well, first and foremost, uh, let's let's examine the point. Years ago, and I, listen, I, I've said this for a long time, uh, college football was the greatest regular season. I don't think it is anymore. Uh, and, I th- and, I, and I think the reason for that is the, the posturing and maneuvering of the haves with the understanding that they don't have to play really good teams. And this year, what did we find out during the pandemic? Hell, you don't even have to play. Yeah. Okay. Ohio state benefited by not playing. They were ranked for seven weeks by the associated press and they didn't even feel a team. So what do we go? Do we go move it? What do you learn if you're an athletic director in the current system? I, I think you, you learn, well, Gosh, we don't even have to play the games if we don't want. We got a team in at six and zero last year, so why would we want to play anybody any good during the regular season? Let's just continue. If we have to play, let's play cupcakes, and uh, that's what I think. You know, in the current system, that's that's what we've learned. Uh, we have a complicit media in a lot of fronts. You know, I don't know why the AP can look itself in the mirror and say, "Yeah, well, let's go ahead and." ranked teams that aren't playing. That was a joke. That was a crock from the jump. But they allowed it. And it propped up Ohio State to a point where they could look, you know, pretty pedestrian and still not lose their spot in the top four. Uh, So I would suggest to you that the notion that the college football's regular season is the best in all of sport is really a myth now. Uh, I I certainly didn't feel that way a few years ago, but I I do now. the only way to enhance the regular season is to expand the postseason because none of these conferences can agree on anything. They can't agree on when to start. We found that out this past uh, summer and fall. So if they can't agree on that, the, uh, then the only thing that they we could possibly do to level out the playing field is to expand to eight teams so that each, each one of these conferences have a representative and that the group of five gets one of their their best team gets in. So, yeah. and if you do that, then you're enhancing the interest in the regular season because uh, we're not blowing out the Big 12 once they have two lost teams. We're not blowing out the Pac-12 once they have two lost teams. You know, you're keeping those those conferences in the mix, and then you're telling the Cincinnati's, the Coastal Carolinas, the Louisiana Lafayette's, and the Cincinnati's, you're telling them, you know what, your games matter. You got a shot to get in, and right now, none of those games do. Like the BYU. Um, Coastal Carolina game, I thought, well, some might argue, was the most uh, joyous Saturday event that we had in all of college football. But what was it, really, when you look back on it? It was three and a half hours of fame for them on ESPNU and game day coming to town in Myrtle Beach. la ti frickin' da <laughs> Does it really matter? No, it doesn't matter. Okay? Because college football doesn't want, nor does it care, about giving those types of teams that don't have, uh, you know, the brand name, they, they don't want them in their party. Okay. It's like just throwing the dog, the bone, you know, you can gnaw on this. Hopefully that'll make you happy. It's disgusting. It's despicable. And it is corrupted. 
Tim Brando is bringing the heat. All right, Tim, do you think the Big 12 has been on the something here with a true round robin, no more divisions? I mean, I know that the other conferences can't play a true round robin. Only the Big 12 can with 10 teams. But is there something to be said for nine conference games, getting rid of divisions, playing one versus two? Does that at least help level the playing field? Because to your point, the SEC, based on its own brand, can basically say, you know, we're the SEC, we're the big tough guys. We'll play eight conference games. The divisions work out perfectly, and away they go. I mean, how much can that be a start to this process? Well, look, I, I did a lot of Big 12 this year, and, and I, was, uh, I thought the level of play was excellent. Uh, I do think a lot of teams have improved in there. I love the coaches. I love the cultures. I think there are a lot of, there are a lot of culture programs, and when I say that, when, when you say a program built on culture, it means uh, it's not just about. Okay, it's not just about recruiting five stars and four stars. It's about getting players in there that fit your culture and that you can develop over time. Okay, Matt Campbell's at Iowa State fits that bill perfectly. So does uh, Kansas State. It did with Snyder, and I think Kleiman has done kind of the same thing at, uh, in taking over. It's a similar approach. Uh, the new coach that came from North Dakota State. Um, uh, I, I, th- those those kind of jump out. All right. But as competitive as it is, and, and as uh, as fun as it is in terms of, you know, getting good quality games on Saturday, it, it doesn't show up in terms of getting the attention that you want uh, from the mass media as it relates to college football. Listen, the, the argument that I'm getting now, and, and you'll see it from time to time, the pushback I get from anyone that is is anti uh, expansion, is that well, why in the world would we want to let uh, Cincinnati or Coastal Carolina into the college football playoff. Do you realize how how big of a underdog in Vegas they would be, or do you realize they don't have any projected number one players in the NFL? I don't care about that. College football wasn't founded on that. That's not the essence of what college football is supposed to be. But that's the kind of rhetoric that you get in return whenever you make those kinds of assertions and 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 try to throw that into discussion. Uh, look, what, what is Ohio state today to Clemson? Like a 19 and a half point underdog. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cincinnati's not going to be much worse than that. Are they? I don't <laughs> think so. All right. So, um, but, but yeah, what the round Robin thing is a, is a nice thing. I think it works in their region of the country. Listen, I was just, uh, out in Vegas doing a game involving one of the great stories in all of college football. I thought San Jose state was homeless. Couldn't go back to Santa Clara County, uh, they were playing games in home games in condemned Aloha Stadium and Sam Boyd Stadium, almost in Henderson outside Vegas. And, and they went undefeated and they won their first championship. Uh, for the first time since 1939, they went undefeated, beating a, you know the blueprint for Group of Five success over the last two decades, Boise State. But does anybody, does that register nationally? Does anybody really care, you know, outside of um, that part of the country? No, they don't. It's very rare. It's, it's, I don't know that I've seen much coverage anywhere other than from hardcore college football followers, maybe in the athletic and a few other places. Um, we've been allowed now, when I say we, I'm talking about the media. We've been allowed to basically just completely disregard every great story in college football for one reason and one reason only. Who's in? The yeah. worst branding in the history of sports marketing for the enhancement of college football ever who's in 
that means all we need to care about are four teams and maybe the other two that are left out. So dumbing it down means that those people that really loved college football and used to tune in early on Saturday mornings when I was growing up to get the Slippery Rocks score from Dave Diles and Merle Harmon on the Prudential College scoreboard, no one cares about those scores anymore. No one cares about a round robin being played in the Big 12. No one cares that Cincinnati goes undefeated and beats everyone they play or that Coastal Carolina, uh, financed by AT, uh, uh, Ameritrade's former CEO, Joe Moglia, has done an unbelievable job to get Coastal to the position they're in. Nobody cares about any of that. Why? Who's in? Yeah. Who's in? And if you're not in, you don't register. We don't care. You know, a complicit media and and uh, the, uh, the, the, the pompous, condescending approach of those in governance in college football has ruined the sport. And if it's allowed to keep going through the remainder of this current contract and no changes are made, by the time it's by the time we're to the point to 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 get college football a new deal, I don't know how much interest there'll be. I really don't. There's no buzz about college football anymore. At least during the BCS, when Boise State had a legitimate shot, okay, and they did on mm-hmm. two different occasions, had a legitimate shot. People were talking about college football. It was the buzz. And yeah, it's the second highest rated sport on Saturdays. But do you see anything on television during the week in these daytime talk fests, these these yell fests that are on the air? Do you see anybody talking about college football? No. 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 It's it's non-existent. Non-existent. Tim, last thing. When when we saw Baylor and TCU, I believe, get robbed in that first year. Of course, we're in Big 12 country, but still, I thought they got robbed yep. in favor of Ohio State that first year. Was that to you when the writing was really on the wall, or did it start oh, even yeah. before that for you? Oh, yeah. No, no, that was – I was so hopeful it would work. You know, I was very excited about it. You know, I was uh, – you know, I had the death march of the BCS every day on my radio show back then. We were doing the World in Christ – the BCS World in Crisis countdown to try to get rid of that godforsaken thing, <laughs> and 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 we were being told, and I really thought this. I, I thought, well, gosh, if Boise is this close now, then you know what, a team like that will be able to get in. I had no idea that they were just going to rule out all real criteria, that there would be no computers involved, that this, this would just be a beauty pageant with hand selected old coaches and administrators that were going to look down their collective noses at everybody that smelled of Boise State, but that's what, what really happened. And when Gary Patterson's team and Art Browse's team was, was done that way, and, and the Big 12 helped it happen, you know, by calling them co-champions and not having a, a, a conference title game, which they fixed after that year. Yeah. But, you know, the bottom line is that, yeah, if you knew right away what this was, this was a beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was all the fuel that the committee needed was to say, well, you are lacking a data point. You didn't have a title game. And they used it. Now think about this. Uh, think about this. If that team that was number three, TCU was number three going into that final, that final week's poll. They beat Iowa State, I don't know, by like 40, okay, in a, in a meaningless regular season game. They beat them bad, okay, in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. They dropped exponentially from number six, some number three to number six. And Ohio State blew out Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game. I want to say it was 56 to nothing. And they moved from number six to number four. Now, you tell me to get in. You tell me. 
if that team that had been in TCU's position been named Oklahoma or Texas, do you think they would have dropped three spots? No shot. No shot. No shot. Absolutely, unequivocally, no shot. We're dealing with a brand name only, hand-picked, country club, exclusive, uh, exclusive club that, by God, is saying we want what we want and we don't care what anybody else thinks. And right now, pretty much everybody in the media is saying, okay, that's fine. Go right ahead. He's Tim Brando, Fox Sports, the heartland needed to hear it. Tim, it is great to have you on. Thank you so much for being here, giving us this perspective. Can't thank you enough. Happy to do it. Always. Take care now. Merry Christmas. Stay safe. Stay positive. Test negative. How about that from Tim Brando? Love that. Love that wrap up from Tim Brando of Fox Sports. What a conversation. Spot on there from Timmy B. All right. We'll leave us that rating review before you close out of the show. Uh, we've got free Heartland College Sports koozies coming your way. Hey, that's a pretty nice uh, cap to the Christmas gifts for you, right? Leave a rating and review. Send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we will get those koozies in the mail for you. And don't forget to sign up for our free message boards as well at heartlandcollegesports.com. Getting those things up and running and a great way to interact with other Big 12 fans. Thanks so much, guys. Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you soon.